The first week of NFL free agency is coming to a close. Let's go ahead and just wrap it all up in the one nice episode. You're listening to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Let's talk about it. All right, all right, all right. You are tuned into the Clock Dodgers podcast. I am your host, Neil Maligno. We have been recapping the NFL free agency first week, all week long. And I wanted to go ahead and just wrap it up with a nice little bow. You know what I mean? Let's let's go ahead and get onto all the names, all the players, all the teams that we have not discussed yet on the podcast. And there's been some interesting names dropping. And believe it or not, some of the big names, some of the guys that we've been talking about, maybe a couple of them at this point, still haven't dropped. But for the most part, you know, we've, we've got a lot of the top guys signed and placed on their new teams. And we're just going to cover the ones we haven't covered yet. If you're interested in hearing about the guys who signed earlier in the week, go ahead and listen to episodes from earlier in the week because we covered them then. And today we're just going to cover the guys we haven't covered. So as always, I'm going to use NFL.com. They have a great tracker on their website. If you want to use it, it breaks it down by team. I'm sure there's other ways to look at it, but that's the way I'm going to look at it because that's the way I've been doing it all week long. And it's worked well. We'll start with the AAC East, Buffalo Bills. Looking at the players that they've signed, the only player that we haven't talked about yet, I believe, that is really um, any chance of affecting fantasy or you know the offensive side of the ball is Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, listen, He's not going to do anything. <laughs> He's not going to do anything unless Josh Allen gets hurt. So let's hope that doesn't happen because Josh Allen is amazing and nobody wants to see him get injured. Nobody, uh, this offense, this team, they don't want to see Trubisky have to come in there and, and replace Josh Allen. So um, I think even the Bills might, might have said it themselves, but this is kind of just a year for Mitchell Trubisky to, you know, find out who he is, man. Like, Get off the get off the Bears, get a change of scenery. Try to you know continue to develop and improve upon his game in a new offense with new coaches. And next season, I'm sure he'll be looking for a new place to go. If anyone's going to give him a chance again to be a starter, I don't know. It, it, it seems unlikely just because of the fact that there's a lot of young guys coming in, a lot of rookies, and if they hit like a lot of people feel like they will. Guys like Trubisky are just going to find it harder and harder to, you know, to get jobs, man. It just is what it is. Look at up. There's other guys right now floating around the league that are backups that, you know, most would believe can be a solid quarterback and they're just not getting the opportunity yet. So um, we'll see how it plays out. But we've covered most of the other Bills uh, moves that mattered previously. Move on to Miami Dolphins. Um, here, nobody that we haven't covered yet. I believe we covered Will Fuller last episode. If not, let me just cover it now, actually. I don't, I don't know if we did. Um, Will Fuller, man, this is a great signing. This really is a great signing. For, for, for Dolphins fans, for Tua, for this offense, like, you got to be excited about this. I know he's a guy who, you know, has had some injury concerns in the past, but Will Fuller, man, when he puts it all together and he's healthy and everything is good, Will Fuller is an amazing talent. I've been a big fan of, of Will Fuller his entire career, it got to a point where I was a little frustrated because I'm like, man, can this guy put a season together? And it's happening. You know, it's getting better. And Will Fuller 
in this offense. I mean, let's just think about it. Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Preston Williams, Gusecki, Gusecki, Gusecki. Um, some running backs. Hopefully they can uh, make sense of all that. And then Tua. This is an offense that ha- will have no excuses. As long as the O-line can protect, the coaches can call the right plays, the players can perform as expected, and, and Tua develops and, and continues to grow and get better. This offense has, has acquired some weapons. They're getting healthy, the other weapons. And this offense should be good. I actually like Will Fuller a lot this year. If you're in redraft, I'm I'm you know, I'm definitely I'm definitely grabbing some Will Fuller stock. Best ball, definitely grab some Will Fuller stock. If you're in Dynasty, he's worth acquiring. Um, but it might be too late now. Like he, the price may if the price has gone up, then it's probably not worth it at this point. Um, but yeah, this is this is why you know you you there when there's free agent wide receivers that you like, acquire them while they have no team. If you can, for a, you know, hopefully a lesser rate. And then you get Will, a guy like Will Fuller who lands on the Dolphins, and, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, moving over to the Patriots, we've covered all of their moves. They, they I mean, they've signed, they got some offensive uh, tackles back, Dave Andrews and stuff. So they've made some moves on the O line since we last spoke. But overall, offensively, nothing, nothing new that I haven't discussed earlier in the week. Again, if you want to hear my thoughts on this Patriots team, I, I you know, a dedicated episode to these guys. <laughs> so go back and check it out. That's where you'll get the most insight on them. New York Jets, Keelan Cole, Corey Davis, Tyler Croft. Oh, man. When, when they just signed Davis, I was like, all right, this is cool. Denzel Mims, Davis. Then you had Keelan Cole, who, again, is another guy I actually liked in Jacksonville. I feel like he was just not getting you know enough opportunities. Because the Jaguars' situation was just weird. Like, Chark would have a hot season. Cole would have a hot season. This guy would have a hot season. And then it was like they wouldn't follow it up. So, um Cole Davis Mims again, good situation in the AFC East. Um, you know, filling out here, they're gonna have a rookie quarterback. It's just, it's, it just is what it is. Whether it was Darnold or a rookie, I'm actually excited about this. It's kind of sad that Darnold won't get a chance to actually, you know, have an offense like this. I think Sam Darnold's a good quarterback still. I think he could be good. I don't know if they're gonna keep him or they're gonna move him, but I think Sam Darnold is not a bad quarterback. I think he still has potential to be good in this league. Uh, move over to the AFC North, Baltimore Ravens. Nothing on offense to talk about. Cincinnati Bengals, uh, more offensive line help. That's about it. Nothing else to really talk about, but that's a good um, a good move for them. Cleveland Browns, nothing also on offense. So we're just recapping basically at this point. It's mostly defensive stuff because they didn't do anything on offense that we need to recommend on this episode. Pittsburgh Steelers, not recommend, but, you know, cover. Pittsburgh Steelers. Actually, this is kind of the, the story of the day. Juju... Smith-Schuster has returned on a one-year deal. I didn't think it was going to happen. I know. I know. I know. It's a shocker. Apparently, there's some people out there who thought this could happen, but I didn't think it would happen. I'm not the biggest Juju fan from a football perspective. I I like the guy, his personality. I'm not the biggest, like, Juju fan. I like Deontay Johnson there better. Claypool, big-time, you know, red zone threat. Juju, man... He got a one-year deal, $8 million. This is really good for Juju and, and the Steelers all together because the Steelers know who he is. They know how to use him. He's familiar with the team. He'll be productive. It does hurt, which this is what makes me the, the maddest, is it hurts Deontay Johnson and Claypool. Um, so I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because I wanted Juju to go somewhere else. I wanted to see, you know, see, see them shake it up a little bit. But I wanted Deontay Johnson and Claypool to get a real shot um, as, like, the lead go-to guys in this offense from a wide receiver perspective. 
And that's not going to happen now. Juju is just going to, you know, muddy that up. So it's just another year we have to wait because I do think next year Juju will look for a bigger contract somewhere. Will it be with the Steelers? I don't, I don't think so. So, um, yeah, this is a one-year rental for Juju and the Steelers before he moves on to another team. Uh, but for this year, he's a, he's a Steeler. So I guess it's the best it could be if you have Juju stock, if you, you're just a fan of the Steelers. But if you're a Deontay Johnson or Claypool fan, you're, you're pretty bummed right now. Uh, not that they're going to do bad because this team performed well all together last year, but it's just not, you know, the uh, upside that you were hoping for. AFC South, Houston Texans, man. I, I, I can't even deal with this team anymore. I don't know what this team is doing. I can't make sense of this. I jokingly said this team made a couple of episodes ago. I jokingly said they, they made like 20 moves. They have literally made like 40 moves at this point. This team is no joke, has basically signed an entire new football team. I do not know what is going on with this football team. And most of the guys just are just guys. They're just guys. The thing that makes me the maddest on this team is they signed Philip Lindsay. The Broncos let him go, and he goes to the Texans. Why does that bother me? Because they already have David Johnson. They signed Mark Ingram earlier, and now they add Philip Lindsay. What is happening? What is going on? I'm one of the biggest fans you will find of Philip Lindsay, and this is annoying. So today came with a lot of news that bummed me out. First Juju back with the Steelers, then Philip Lindsay gets let go of the Broncos, and I'm thinking, here's this guy's chance. He's going to go somewhere, and he's going to get some real opportunity. He's going to make sure that uh, among all things, what really matters to him is he gets a real opportunity. And he takes the damn one-year deal in Houston. The upside is that it's a one-year deal. So once that deal is up, this guy is gone. Or some of the other players on the team are gone and it makes more sense. But uh, what a downer. What a downer, man. It's not no better than Denver. It's worse. And they got the whole Deshaun Watson you know, issues going on. And I'm not even talking about the legal issues. I'm talking about whether he's leaving or not. This is just a mess. If I was a Texans fan right now, I'd be sick. Honestly, I really, I would be sick. It would be nasty. Man, positive vibes to Houston fans. I hope y'all make it through it. Colts, nothing to talk about. We already talked about Marlon Mack. Jags, nothing new since the last time we spoke. I'm still loving that Marvin Jones signing. I'm still loving that Robinson looks like he ain't going to have competition. Not worried about who they've added. I'm not worried about Carlos Hyde. Marvin Jones, man. Real opportunity to be a stud here. Real opportunity. Titans. Nothing since we last spoke. Did a lot of defensive moves. Some O-line moves. Some tight ends. I don't really care about it that much. But, you know, you might be. You might, you might be thinking about it. I'm not. Move over to my beloved AFC West. Denver Broncos. They signed Mike Boone. I really like that move, man. He takes the Phillip Lindsay spot. Which is why they let him, you know, why they let Philip Lindsay walk. But Mike Boone, man, he's. I, I, I want to make sure I cover him really quick, and, I, and maybe we'll, you know, do some more coverage of him uh, before the season starts. But Mike Boone's a good running back. Again, I know I talked about it, but he was the guy that I preferred as Dalvin Cook's backup. I just want to highlight that again. Like Mike Boone is not to be ignored in your fantasy and dynasty league. He's just not. Like I have Mike Boone in a league that I had Dalvin Cook in. I no longer had Dalvin Cook, but I still had Mike Boone. And free agency was one of those things. I'm like, man, please don't go back to the Vikings. And then this happens. He goes to the AFC West. He's a Bronco. He has an opportunity to really play here and catch some passes and do some things. He's a, he's a playmaker, man. I think he's going to be a surprise player for a lot of people this year. I think he's going to 
you know, make some noise. The Chiefs, again, we talked about it, nothing big. Kyle Long went here, whatever, blah. Raiders. Raiders. You may have already listened to my Kenyon Drake episode. I don't know if you agree with me or not. That's totally your, you know, your choice. But the Raiders signed Kenyon Drake. They re-signed Theo Riddick. They got John Brown. They re-signed Zay Jones. They're starting to rebuild that O-line. They're getting guys back. Richie Incognito, Denzel Good. They added Nick Martin from Houston. Put some put some extra effort into that defensive defensive line. So the Raiders, you know, did a little bit of everything. They have a lot of draft picks coming up in this year's draft. We'll see what else they do. I, I, I do like Kenyon Drake. If you missed the episode, go back and check it out. You'll see where I rank him, what I think he's capable of, how I think it affects Josh Jacobs. Overall, from a Raiders team perspective, it's a great move. But go back and check that episode out if you haven't heard it yet, please. I, I went pretty in-depth on that, on Kenyon Drake. Chargers, they added Jared Cook. They lose Hunter Henry. They add Cook. One-year deal, $6 million. Everyone's signing one-year deals. Everyone knows, hey, listen, the, the cap was jacked up due to COVID and everything like that. Every player knows, sign a one-year deal. I'm bouncing next year on, on, on more money. I mean, I don't know what Cook's going to do, but, you know, everyone got one-year deals. The guy who doesn't care about tight ends and you're just juggling them waivers every week is a guy who could, you know, score a couple – he could score touchdowns, but I'm not concerned about it. But Herbert's going to need a tight end to get the ball to, so. NFC East – NFC – NFC – NFC – NFC East. <laughs> Cowboys, nothing that we need to talk about fantasy-wise. I'm only talking about fantasy right now. Uh, Giants still oh, they signed Kyle Rudolph hmm, interesting two year deal actually 12 million not cheap not cheap signed John Ross the big thing with the Giants right now we need to keep an eye on it which we'll definitely cover once it happens is they're one of the teams or the team being talked to most about with Kenny Galladay former Detroit Lions wide receiver best wide receiver on the market potentially to, my, to most if they sign him It'll likely be a big contract because he's looking for a lot of money. He's a talented guy. If he can stay healthy, this is stock up for Daniel Jones if they get him. Stock up for the entire offense. Paired him up with Slayton, some some decent tight ends. Barkley, offense could do some things. If you believe in Daniel Jones, you might not be believing in Daniel Jones. Some, some would say get Daniel Jones now before this happens. You know, in your fantasy and dynasty leagues, in your best ball. Eh, I don't know, whatever. But in dynasty... He's an interesting option if uh, if they do get Galladay. Eagles, nothing. Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel. I'm still excited about that. <laughs> I'm still, I mean, I already talked about it, but I'm excited about it. This offense going to be fun. Again, uh, past episodes, check it out. Talked about it. NFC North, Chicago Bears, Andy Dalton. He says he's their guy. He says he's the guy moving forward. Allen Robinson signed the franchise tag. Best quarterback he's had, I suppose. We'll see how it plays out. I'm still all in on Allen Robinson, always am. He's proved that quarterback doesn't matter for him. He will perform regardless. Other than those two, though, the Bears haven't done anything else to talk about from a fantasy perspective. The Lions, Jared Goff, we all know about that. Jamal Williams, Brashard Perriman, Tyrell Williams. So they signed some wide receivers. They're trying to, you know, fill holes for Galladay. And Marvin Jones, but we'll see if uh, Perryman and, and Williams could do that. Not necessarily the two healthiest guys in the world when it comes to, you know, guys lasting a full season. But we'll see if they can stay healthy. You know, they, they can make some big plays. We'll see if Jerry Goff can get it done. Jamal Williams still. It's another one of those things that kind of bummed me out this year. 
Uh, but him and Dean, him and DeAndre Swift can do it though. Green Bay, nothing, literally nothing besides Aaron Jones. Vikings, also nothing from a uh, offensive perspective really that we care about. And uh, NFC North, no, NFC South. Let's move to the NFC South. Falcons, same boat as the Vikings. Not anything to really speak about. Carolina Panthers, not really anything to talk about. They did some offensive line moves, some de- some, some some moves for the defense, but nothing really offensively. They, they signed David Moore. You know, if you care, it's the second D Moore in uh ball, in, in, in Carolina. I'll stick with the first one, DJ Saints. Nothing nothing super interesting besides the Jameis news that we talked about. Bucks, same thing as everything earlier in the week. Chris Godwin, Gronkowski. We already talked about them and discussed them. NFC West. The final uh the final final guys to catch up on here. Cardinals, AJ Green, where you talked about it. The O line moves they made. We already talked about it. You know, Ronnie Hudson, Kelvin Beecham. Uh the rest were all defensive and special teams moves. Rams. Nothing. Matthew Stafford obviously is the biggest change that they've made this offseason. The 49ers signed Trent Williams, Alex Mack. I already talked about that last week. You know, those were their biggest moves. And the Seahawks. Let's end with some, you know, some news. This is the last player that I want to talk about today. Mainly, we already spoke about Ger- Gerald Everett. You know that I'm a believer in that guy. So if you're looking for a, a sleeper tight end, I'm, I'm a firm believer in Gerald Everett. has the ability to do that. $7 million for one year. And they re-signed Chris Carson, another guy who went back to his team. Juju did it earlier, and so did Chris Carson. They both did it this, today or this week. Two guys that, you know, I was paying attention to on where are they going to go? Who are they going to, you know, are they going to improve their situation? Are they going to disrupt some certain players that are already on a team? What's going to happen here? And they both return back to where they were last season. So, you know, the, the situations remain what they were before. You don't even got to really think too crazy about it. Repeat whatever they did last season. Nothing should dramatically change in either one of these guys' seasons um, to, you know, heavily fluctuate those results. So if you were a big fan of them last year, that should continue. If you weren't a big fan, you know, now that they now that they found a place that they're at, you could attempt to move them, whatever it is, or not draft them. It's up to you. Um, but Chris Carson is who he is. You know, he's not too flashy, not too fancy. He's not one of the big names that, you know, carries weight necessarily to people when you talk about him, but he is what he is. That's it. That's the first week of free agency. We covered all the big names, all the players, all the all the quote unquote little guys, the role players, your flex flex players, your wide receiver twos and threes, your running back twos and threes, the tight ends that you might or might not care about in your league, depending on how deep it is, whether you're using a, a two tight end league, the bonus points, super flex leagues. We talked about quarterbacks. We covered it all. It was a crazy week. There was a lot of surprising moves, a lot of not so surprising moves. It was an interesting week overall. The whole week pretty much had its, you know, stayed stayed pretty solid. There was no real down week or boring day. Excuse me, not down week, down day. It was pretty consistent across the board for me. I enjoyed it. We'll see what next week brings. There's still some, like I said, some names out there. Kenny Galladay is the biggest name. Um, that we're still waiting to see where he goes. And again, it sounds like it's the Giants. We'll probably know before Monday, maybe, possibly. Or maybe we'll know Monday. Uh, but yeah, that's where it's sounding like it's going. Other than that, there's some other role players out there. And then, you know, the biggest news will be obviously the draft and Deshaun Watson. 
seeing what happens there. You guys, again, appreciate the support as always. Please make sure you follow on Twitter and Instagram at Clock Dodgers. Subscribe on all the podcast platforms and YouTube if you can, please. Leave a review. I appreciate your support as always. Be kind. Be great. Keep dodging.